afternoon, good evening. This is Blaine and Sue with the Next Chapter podcast here at the Marion Public Library. Sue, how are we doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Blaine? Doing all right. We just want to welcome all patrons, anybody who's listening in. This is the first podcast to ever debut here at the Marion Public Library, and we're ecstatic to offer it to you guys. Um, A little bit about what the Next Chapter podcast is going to cover. We're going to have Sue cover some new releases. We'll talk building updates with you guys. We'll talk about programming events. I've got a fun little trivia game for Sue. Um, So that's going to be super exciting. And then we have a special guest. um, And I think you guys are really going to enjoy getting to know this person and and everything that is going on in in his world. So um, we'd like to uh, take a moment to thank today's sponsor, which is uh, Nobody. Um, If you guys are interested in sponsoring the Next Chapter podcast, please reach out to myself or Sue or our info at Marion Public Library email. It's info at MarionPublicLibrary.org. We'd love to have you as a sponsor on the podcast here. Yes. So that kind of sums it up. Mm-hmm. So that's it. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast yeah. and have a great day. So you're probably wondering who we are. That's true. Who are we, Sue? Who are you? Well, I'm Sue and I am the Collection Strategies Manager and Reader's Advisory Manager at the library. So I get the fun job of ordering all the books and movies and playaways and magazines and uh, making sure that we have everything that our patrons need. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and I'd love to do it. How long have you been with the library? Sue? I have been with the library since 2017. So I just had my four year anniversary. Awesome. Yeah. It's great to have Sue on board. She knows so much about books. Uh, I am new to the library. My name is Blaine. I'm our marketing and community relations specialist. Um, I had the podcast idea, Sue did as well, and that's how it flourished. Um, and that's why you've got us two speaking here today. Um, it was just a, an idea and podcasts have really been a thing. And so um, along with podcast management, I'm doing all of our social media, uh, the brand new website you see, I take care of all that. So I feel like it's hard to narrow down one specific thing that I right. do. It's just kind of a jack of all trades position, and that's the way marketing has become. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really excited to be here. Excited to have Sue on board. Um, we get along great, and uh, I think this conversation and the podcast episodes to follow are just you guys are really going to enjoy them. It's a great time to just sit back, listen, and um, get to know what's going on in the world of libraries, um, and specifically at the Marion Public Library. And so. we're going to try really hard not to giggle too much, but. That's can't promise. not a guarantee. Can't promise it. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing is, is that we're doing it on the clock. It's on hours. So it's not right. after hours. It's in, there's no drinks in hand or anything like no. that. So it's very raw and authentic. It's who we are. Not that it isn't if there was a drink in hand, but um, <laughs> no, it's you're getting true and honest um, conversation here. Yep. So, well, Sue has a handful of books. She's got three books here. Um, again, Sue covers all collections, readers advisory. So she's going to be able to give you guys some new releases every single month. Um, on what's new and, and what you should be checking out to get ahead of the game. And so, Sue, you've got three books for us today. I do. And let me just start by saying it is so hard to just pick three books. So difficult. But I managed to. So uh, my first book is nonfiction, and it's called Maiden Voyages, and it's by Cian Evans. This is nonfiction, and this looks like a fantastic book. I'm actually going to have to check it out myself. It is about women and um, the golden age of the ocean liner travel between Europe and the United States. And this runs the gamut of the very famous who were on, um, on the ocean liners going back and forth, mostly between England and New York. 
and also women who were uh, war brides um, after World War II who were coming to America, a lot of British war brides. Also, uh, women who were starting over, women who worked on board the ocean liners. And this is, if you love history, especially 20th century history, you love women's history, this is going to be a great book for you. There are wonderful black and white photos in here, uh, and it looks like an incredible book about a wide variety of women and why they were on these ocean liners, uh, what they were um, going back and forth between Europe and America for, and um, it looks like a fantastic read. So Maiden Voyages by Cian Evans. Maiden Voyages. I yes. think there's a lot of patrons who can just pick up a book. It can be anything you want and just read it. Yes. Um, some people have their specific genres they want to read. For me, mm -hmm. I'm definitely a review person. So that's what I've done right. here is you've done your research on the book. I've done my research on reviews because if there's a lot of good reviews, um, Goodreads is a phenomenal website if you yes. want to go check out yes. and see what people are talking about pre-release. Uh, a lot of people on there get access from authors and, and writers um, ahead of time. And so I pulled one here. Maria Ann says, for Maiden Voyages, if you love to learn about individual women who worked or traveled in the early days of the transatlantic ocean liners, this book will be a great read for you. Yeah, and it's some people don't like to read history because they think it's really dry. I have a history degree, so I can tell you it, some of it is really dry <laughs> and some mm -hmm. of it's fantastic. This is the kind of book that has all sorts of interesting little snippets and stories about individual women. So that's what I find fascinating about this. So it's very readable. It's not dry. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to fiction. And of course, it is September uh, which is, for me, close enough to Halloween to start reading <laughs> creepy books. <laughs> uh, and this book is called My Heart is a Chainsaw, Ooh. and it's by Stephen Graham Jones. He is the author of The Only Good Indians, which came out, uh, I believe, two years ago and made a huge splash. Um, horror novels are really um, revving up, and um, it used to be it was basically Stephen King and Clive Barker, but now there's this whole new flourishing um, movement of horror novels and authors. And Stephen Graham Jones is one of them. He's won a ton of awards for The Only Good Indians. And this, My Heart is a Chainsaw, just came out, uh, I believe, last week, first week of September. And it is about a young woman who lives in Proof Rock, Idaho, tiny little place. And uh, what she loves are horror, no or horror movies. She is an expert at slasher flicks. And mm. there, are, there are people who are being murdered in this town. And she, they're really weird murders, and they're wealthy residents. And she starts to realize that they are mirroring slasher flicks. And she's like the only person in town who can really figure out what's going on. So this is... Um, a fantastic horror novel. That sounds weird, fantastic horror novel, but... But hey, <laughs> it is. that's what some people want. For those who like to read horror instead of watch it. Uh, and it looks like a fantastic read. I know it's highly anticipated. People have been waiting for this book to come out. So My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. These slasher critics online seem like they know their stuff, but mm -hmm. it also, so if they, if you know your stuff, you're going to be a very harsh critic, especially when it comes to a book or a movie or anything out there that has relation to it. Um, but when I read these reviews online, 
Um, they said it was spot on. Um, Jasmine here says the book was magical and it would be a huge disservice to try and describe it. My heart, my heart is a chainsaw is a love letter to slashers and horror in general. It's also a book for those that maybe haven't always fit in or felt entirely seen slash heard. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that sounds like a very interesting book. And if you're in the realm of slasher and you enjoy those, those types of things, that may be a book for you. Yeah. And then I have one more book to talk about, and this is a young adult novel. And I will preface that by saying just because it's young adult doesn't mean you cannot read it if you're an adult, because young adult novels are awesome as my, well. My wife reads young adult all yeah. the time. We're adults. We don't maybe look like adults, but she does. <laughs> she reads young adult all the time. So I, They're I, great books. Yeah. So this is by Kendare Blake. It's called All These Bodies. And you may be familiar with this author because I've written, I've read a few of her books before, and she is incredible. She uh, wrote Anna Dressed in Blood years ago. It was such a good ghost story. It was fantastic. So she's really popular in the young adult world. Uh, and her latest book is called All These Bodies. Again, it's a kind of a young adult horror novel. And it takes place in uh, 1959 in Minnesota. Hmm. And it's really strange because there are uh, all these murders going on around this area. And they're called the Bloodless Murders of Dracula, which is really, it's a mouthful, but. (laughs) 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 So far, there are 12 bodies. And they've all been drained of blood, but there's like no, the blood's nowhere to be found. And uh, they do find um, a young girl at a triple homicide. And she's, of course, covered in blood. Wow. Uh, and there's a 17-year-old um, young man who has been given the task of interviewing her for the uh, local newspaper. Everybody wants to talk to this girl. But she only wants to talk to this young man. His name's Michael. Uh, so the question is, is this supernatural? Is this just someone out there killing people? What's the motive? What's going on? Where's all the blood? Um, As I was kind of reading some blurbs about it, I realized, oh, it does remind me of Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. Hmm. And Kirkus Reviews that I I looked at also mentions In Cold Blood as well. So um, there's a lot more to this novel, but um, this is a great kind of creeper novel if you're looking for something that might be supernatural, but you just don't know. I think um, it leaves some unanswered questions at the end. But this is coming out next uh, week, um, September 21st. So you can put that on hold as well. Awesome. Um, All These Bodies by Kendra Blake. Love it. Bailey says, I tore through this at less than a page a minute. So obviously this is somebody who got the book early. Yes. um, And loves this author and loves loves the book. Uh, She said, everything was really well balanced between the connections of the characters, the fear factor, the supernatural element. And even the police investigation. Ooh, did I just give something away? (laughs) All these bodies is equal parts eerie and disturbing and fully captivating. Please give it a read, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is great. If you want to give any of these books a read, head to our website, uh, marionpubliclibrary.org. You can check a book out there. Or if you want to head to the MLN app, Metro Library Network app, it's available on Android and iPhone. Um, I would suggest for the book that's not out yet, get on it, place mm-hmm. a hold, because mm-hmm. when we talk about these books, they're going to fly off the shelves. So, and, and you're probably wondering, how are there reviews for books that aren't out yet? And in the book world, uh, publishers, of course, want a lot of buzz built around books that are coming out, because it means more books will be sold. Yep. 
So what they do is they contact bloggers, uh, librarians, teachers, anyone that would be willing to read books and review them and get the word out for them. So that's why you have all of these reviews ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, it's to kind of create buzz and get things going. Yeah. Um, so that's it's just where like those when you see from. like movie trailers. You know, you're yeah. watching like a uh, you're watching your favorite TV show and a movie mm-hmm. trailer comes on and it's like. New York Times says best movie right. of 2021 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's not even out, you know? Yeah. Yes. Getting that early access. It, again, it's great. And if from a perspective of any patron who bases, a, a, you know, selecting a book off of reviews, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a great way to do it. Check out Goodreads, check out um, any of those websites that offer it. And, and you can see a handful of um, amazing reviews for those three books that Sue just talked about. Yep. Awesome. Guys, we got some building updates. Um, as you know, um, our old building was destroyed last year um, with the derecho that swept through on August 10th of 2020. Um, and we broke ground on October 5th, 5th I believe. 5th? Mm. Early October. Yes. One of those days. You guys mm-hmm. know. You can look it up. Um, but October, we, we broke ground in 2020, and the building has been coming along very well. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as there's been shortages and all these things with COVID, um, I feel like you know, it's not as much up to our construction people. Uh, you know, they get their materials and they install it and they do what they need to do. But I feel like they've just been on top of it. Um, yeah. Our building project manager has been on top of it. And so, um, yeah, we're ecstatic to get in that building. Mm-hmm. Really, really excited. Um, so some updates we got for you guys. Um, we have outdoor masonry that's nearly completed. So you can drive past and see all of this brick um, that's laid where um, there's parts that are still orange. And if you see that, you're not sure what it is. That's just the insulation, but there's steel um, that will cover that. Mm-hmm. And that is delayed right now. So they're, they're waiting to get that. And then basically the outside's going to look finished. And yes. I think there's going to be a handful of months where we're all looking at it like it's done. Can't we go in? But, <laughs> um, you know, we still got some time before we're in there. They're yes. starting to pour parking lot. I think they've started on sidewalks, mm-hmm. but parking lot is going to be poured really soon, which is great. The uh, second floor, I was just in there last week, and the second floor um, was getting all sheetrock taped, mudded. So um, our staff was fortunate to get a tour earlier this year, and it was really just framing and conduit. There wasn't much to it. And I think um, a few people were like, oh, my gosh, it's really hard to visualize what's going on. But now with the sheetrock up and and different study rooms and all these things taking place and shape, you're like, yeah, I can can see how this is all going to work. And a staircase. There's an actual staircase now. That's true. We don't have to take like the fireman's escape <laughs> mm-hmm. out the back and everything. So first floor, again, that. So second floor has been the main focus right now just because all of those materials have been mm-hmm. delivered. But first floor, um, there's still a lot of open walls, conduit, um, metal framing and, and sorts. Um, I Like I said, I was there last week and I was able to film two virtual tours. Um, one was of the new building, which is great. Um, it's just a walkthrough. I just used my phone, walked through, labeled everything for you guys to kind of see. So you can head to our YouTube channel and check that out if you're interested in getting a virtual tour um, and just watching a video on our new building. But I also did a virtual tour of our old building. Um, that was a request from a few people around the community um, just from a nostalgia standpoint and mm-hmm. kind of a walk down memory lane. So I was able to walk through um, our 6th Avenue building, again, the one that was destroyed. So if you guys are interested in either the new building or just looking at the old building, and um, honestly, the old building, a lot of people just haven't seen the inside. You know, there was right. there was pictures, there was some videos at the time when everything happened. But if you really want to understand um, kind of what happened on the inside and 
it's all gutted right now. So it's, it's heart wrenching to see, um, for myself, you know, I started a week before that event took place. So I just didn't really get acclimated with the library too much. And I'm so new to library world that I didn't know a lot about it before, but if you want a, a, a walk down memory lane, then head to our YouTube channel, take a look at that. Um, if you head to our facilities page on our Marion Public Library website, Bush Construction, um, still courteously, courteously, is that a word? <laughs> no, it's Cur- not a courteously? word. Courteously? Courteous help, please. <laughs> That's not a word. Um, they are courteous enough to have a uh, live stream webcam yes. still. It's attached to our old building, um, and, and that shows all the progress um, of our new building. So if you're interested in that, check to our facilities page on the website. And I think the news everybody wants to know is when are you opening? When right. are you opening? Right. Is it February? Is it March? Is it April? Is it May? Christmas? When's it happening? You know, <laughs> uh, and like we said, there's going to be the outside's going to be done here soon, and then we're all going to be kind of just sitting there waiting. Uh, but we've heard early April is kind of what we're mm-hmm. thinking at the moment. Is um, again, everything's so tentative with the delays, right? With COVID, construction just- delays, supply delays, and of course weather. So far, we've been really lucky with weather. I'm going to knock on wood for that one because weather, like Sue said, has been great for us and for Mm -hmm. the construction crew. So, um, yeah, we're really hoping that, you know, maybe it's sometime in March, but we're um, ecstatic just to get in the building whenever that is um, and offer that to you guys. I think you guys are going to be really excited. It's got a cozy, warm feel to it. um, And I just think um, all ages are really going to enjoy that space. Yeah. So it's going to be fantastic. If you guys have specific questions about the library, again, reach out to us, um, give us a call or email us at info at marionpubliclibrary.org. Alrighty. Okay. Building updates done. Check. Yeah. New releases. Check. Yeah. So what do we got? Um, programming and events for you guys. Um, there's a handful of stuff going on. As you know, um, we were really starting to get back in the swing of things here this summer. Mm-hmm. Programming team was ready to start offering everything in person and outside. And as you know, with this Delta variant um, and just the precautions that we're taking, as well as following um, everything legal from the city here, uh, it's challenging. It's yes. really challenging to plan three, six you know, months ahead that they would love to do. It's really um, you know, a month at a time or even week by week and you know, it's all weather dependent as well, but then you throw COVID into the mix and it really just kind of makes things challenging. Um, so on Wednesdays at nine 30, they're going to have toddler time. Uh, and then following that an hour later, Wednesdays at 10 30 AM, they'll have preschool story time. These four events that I'm talking about here are all at Lau park. Um, and they're all going to be outside for now. Once the weather doesn't allow, they'll move inside. Um, for being outside, you can socially distance. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, you know, there's there's nothing there that's restricting you really. So once we move inside, there will, there will maybe be more restrictions there, right. but we'll obviously let you guys know about that. So Wednesdays at 9.30 and 10.30, we got toddler time, preschool story time. And then the following day on Thursdays, again at 9.30 and 10.30, 9.30 is music and movement, which you guys are all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Renee does a fabulous job with that. And then baby time to follow at 10.30. This is great because these were programs that were offered at our old building before everything happened, before COVID, anything. It was just once a week, you know, you can come in, bring your kids in and have these great programs and COVID kind of shut it all down for a while. And so it's nice to finally start to open that back up. And we're really hoping that we can keep it open. Um, I I think they're excited about that. Um, So that's like regular programming. Those are things that are happening week to week. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, every single time you can count on that happening. Um, but some other things that are that are still going on in the programming world, there are two farmers markets left at Tauby Park. 
Um, so the Friends of the Marion Public Library, they're there on Saturdays. That's from 8 to 11. And they offer books at a free will donation. So if you want to head out and go grab a few books and you got a dollar or $5 or $20 on you and you want to donate that to the Friends of the Marion Public Library, um, they would genuinely appreciate it. They get a they get a good crowd. And when it's nice out at Tabby Park, it's usually pretty packed. So again, if you're looking for like children's books or large print, they've got a lot of donated materials. Um, and honestly, it's a lot cheaper to just go give a free will donation than to go to some bookstores and try and right. buy books that you're excited about. And mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to find when you go to a place like that. Yes. So definitely support them in that. There's only, again, two markets left at Talby Park. Um, your adults and teens, you guys are invited to a Swap It event at the MPL Tech Station on September 20th. Um, teens and adults are welcome to bring materials to share with the group and pick something new from their neighbors. Very oh. interesting. Yeah. What kind of materials? You know, I think uh, there's definitely more description on our website that people can check out, but I want to say um, it's like art materials oh, and other great. things that people can kind of swap. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a really cool event and, again, geared towards adults and teens. Another thing the programming team has going on is the Jerry Fit and Tai Chi. I think it's Jerry, not Gary. Geriatric, yes. Jerry, yeah. So we're going to say <laughs> Jerry Fit and Tai Chi Fitness. That's happening every Monday. So that is another regular program that happens. Uh, the difference here, it's it's uh, every Monday from 9.30 to 10 a, 10.30 a.m. at Lau Park. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also geared towards older adults. Um, it's in partnership with the Heritage Area Agency on Aging. Um, but Ger- Jerry Fit and Tai Chi alternate weeks. So Jerry Fit happened the other week, then the following week it's Tai Chi. Then it goes back to Jerry, back to Tai Chi, back to Jerry. So um, to stay in tune with that, again, that's all listed on our website. I don't think Sue knew I was going to talk about this next programming item. Uh, but book clubs, we got two different book clubs <laughs> yeah. you can join. Um, yep. So if you're looking to join a book group or book club, um, we've got options for you. So another round book group is an in-person book group that meets in the Uptown Artway on the third Tuesday of each month at 6 p.m. Uh, each month, we usually pick a theme and everyone chooses a book that fits that theme. This adult book group is built on the idea that cocktails, mocktails, and books go together to create a fun, lively atmosphere. Contact Chanel at the library if you're interested and her email is sslater, which is S-L-A-T-E-R at marionpubliclibrary.org. What if, Sue, what if you don't want to go to an in-person book club, though? What do we have? We have a virtual book club uh, that actually is pretty fantastic. We are finishing up our first book. Um, So there are five books a year. This is a great book club because you don't have to read everything like within a couple weeks or a month. It's one book every three months. And there's an actual moderator who will um, take care of keeping the conversation going. It's all virtual, so you can get on the discussion board any time of day or night from anywhere, as long as you have internet, Mm -hmm. and you can respond to questions and discussions. Uh, So this is great because if if you live here in Marion and you maybe have a sister who lives in Wisconsin – and maybe your mom lives in Cedar Rapids, and you all want to be a part of a book club, but obviously it's kind of difficult if you're all living in different places. This is a book club that you can all belong to. Um, There's uh, more information on our website. You can sign up there, and uh, our next book will be in October. It's by Charles Martin. I don't have the uh, title 
in my head right now, but that will be coming up soon. So if you're interested, check us out on our website and sign up for that. Yep, absolutely. And it is free, of course. So yeah, yeah. super exciting. Again, I think Mm -hmm. for certain people, they can't commit. They're too busy, eight to five jobs. And and then you got kids at night and you can't, um, you know, meet in time to Mm -hmm. to go to a in-person book club. So having that online option Mm -hmm. is great. It's great to offer to two options like that. Yeah. And it's a slower pace and like you, you'll read like chapters one through 10 and you have so many, so many weeks to read that. So it's really organized well and no pressure. So I think you'll enjoy it. Give it a try. Absolutely. Sue, are you ready for our next segment? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay guys, it is trivia time here (laughs) at the Marion Public Library. We did oh a little boy. test run last week. I think Sue was pretty excited about it. I told her about it today, and she was like, mm, you can embarrass me. Well, mm. here's why. Because when we did the test run, I got all of them right. That is true. So my question is just... Much to Blaine's annoyance. Right. It, it wasn't hard enough. And it, see, here's the thing. If she would have got them all wrong, then I would have asked them again on this podcast. But that's that's... Not that's not fun. We got to make something really <laughs> challenging for Sue. Okay. We've got really fun sounds here. If Sue gets it wrong, oh, okay. oh Sue, that's yeah, just thanks. too bad, isn't it? But if she gets it right, lots of sparkles. Okay, <laughs> just really good stuff. Okay, Sue. First on our trivia today mm-hmm. is which state is home to a library that stretches across the U.S. border to Canada? I'll give you a little information background here for this trivia question. Mm -hmm. This library and opera house sits directly on the border between the United States and Canada. You don't need a passport to cross the literal line running through the building, but you do have to return to your country of origin or you risk fines. So which state is home to a library that stretches across the U.S. border to Canada? There are a lot of states to choose from. I'm going to say Michigan. No! New York. (laughs) Oh, it's just again, it's wrong. Um, You can walk in from Stansted, Quebec, and walk out into Derby Line, Vermont. Vermont. Okay. Very interesting, to say the least. But, yeah. That was a little far. Physical building is built over the border. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to travel to Canada, but you don't have a passport, there's your way in. Okay. But remember, you have to return, or you will be fined. Yes. I don't know if it's book fines. Oh, how they do that. I don't but know. But you will be fined. Okay. There will be police waiting for you when you get back. <laughs> okay, Sue, so number two. What flying animal does Jonina Library in Coimbria in Portugal allow in their building? It's a flying animal. A flying animal? What flying? Because, again, maybe some libraries, they allow dogs, cats, you know, whatever, like your um, your pet but what, I'm going to say natural flying animal, does this library in Portugal oh allow in their building? Jeez, these are hard. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say a parrot. <laughs> you know, Sue was doing so great last week. She was so confident yeah, so coming into today. Really difficult. And I did. I made him really hard. Okay, this is, I, I was telling James about this earlier, and I think it's absolutely absurd. But this library in Portugal um, has a number of bats in the residency. Oh, no. No, no. No, but thank no you. no one calls an exterminator as the bats prey on insects that could damage book pages. Hmm. Staff drape tables over with coverings overnight and clean up the mm-hmm in the morning. The guano. That stuff. Yeah, I didn't know how to say that. So <laughs> <laughs> the guano. 
mono. Uh-huh. I can't. I cannot imagine. No. I've had a few instances in my life, well, specifically working out at a 4-H where there was a million bats and mm-hmm. I walked in a cabin. I was like, nope, exterminator right now. Like, I, I'm not doing that. Um, that falls under other duties as assigned. Cor- <laughs> Is that how the job descriptions yes. work anymore? Other yes. duties as assigned. Yes. Yeah, I just can't imagine just browsing mm. a library and there's bats, you know, I mean, it's, they're going to fly around when it's mm-hmm. nighttime realistically, but peering up and seeing in the corners that something's no. hanging there. No, nope. thank you. Nope. Only in Portugal. Yeah. That's all I know. All right, Sue, you could be one out of three today oh, or you could geez. be zero out of three. I'm going to leave that up to you. Okay. You may know this one. This one reigns back in the United States. Can you tell me which library has two lions located outside known as patience and fortitude? New York public library. She did it, folks. Hello. She did it, folks. <laughs> we'll take a 33% on that test today, but you did it. Um, for all of you that didn't know, um, if you're in the mood to pursue those ties, you'll pass by Patience and Fortitude, the two lions flanking the main entrance of the New York Public Library. The sculptures went up in 1911 and were originally named Leo Astor and Leo Lennox after the library's co-founders, John Astor and James Lennox. They were later anointed as Lady Astor and Lord Lennox before getting their current names in the 1930s. Oh. Awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed our trivia game yeah. of the day. I'm going to leave it off with a fun fact of this episode, which I want to do every episode because I think it's fun for people to know things that are going on in the library world because mm-hmm. um, it also teaches me things as well because sometimes I don't always know what's going on just Correct. with the changing I world would, we live in. I would in. agree with that. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So our fun fact today is as of 2019, so it's a little bit older, but we're waiting on that new census to come in. There were approximately 184,500 librarians, 36,250 library technicians, and 87,000 library assistants working in the United States. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm one of them now. Yeah, you are. Isn't that insane? You're a librarian. I am. Wow. I have, to, I have to keep reminding myself about that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed all of those updates from us. I hope you enjoyed the trivia game. Now is a special point of the show where we're going to introduce our special guest of the day. So, Sue, take it away. Okay. So, we have a special guest today. We're going to have a special guest every other podcast. And we thought, since this is our first podcast, this would be the perfect opportunity to interview our new director, Bill Carroll, who recently uh, returned to Iowa from Washington State, and I've got a few questions to ask him. He had he has no idea what they are. Uh, don't worry, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first question. So you're coming into Marion as our new library director with a building project more than halfway completed, which is very unusual. You've had a chance to tour the building site and look at the plans. So what are you most excited about in the new library? Hmm. What am I most excited about? I think one of the things that I'm most excited about is the collaborative kitchen area. Mm-hmm. I am a, a, uh, not the best baker or chef in the world, but I do like to dabble in the kitchen. So I'll be mm-hmm. really interested to see what sort of uh, community recipes and concoctions we can come up with with Mm -hmm. all the members of the public so i'm really excited by that um do i have to pick just one no you can pick as many things as you want okay i'm I'm really excited um 
by our recording studio area and the technology areas that we're going to have to offer the public. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's going to be uh, a great opportunity for the members of the public to pursue podcasting like we're doing yeah. here uh, to to explore recording music or voice or singing. So I think that's going to be really neat for the public to be able to do. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to our new children's area. I think that's going to be highly interactive for our kids. Yeah. Um, so oh, there's, yeah, there's lots, there's going to be lots to do there. Yeah. There's so, <laughs> there, there's so much to look forward to with the new building. So I'm, I'm just really excited to, to see it in, in completion. I'm really excited about the drive up window. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds silly, but since we've been in our temporary location and we've had people calling ahead and coming in and picking up their things, we realize that the, we really do need a drive-up window. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be super popular. It's going to be very convenient for people. Absolutely. And, yep. and it's going to be more convenient for staff as well. Mm -hmm. I, I got my start in library land uh, by being in the circulation department in the Dubuque Public Library. Mm -hmm. And part of my duties was to go outside and empty the DVD book drop in the snow or the uh, rain or whatever was going on mm -hmm. outside. So not only is that going to be a great convenience for our public and members of the community to drive up and, and deliver their materials mm -hmm. through a slot in the wall, but it's going to, I think, improve efficiency for staff as well. So oh, it's, definitely. it's win-win for everybody. Okay. All right. So this next question actually has a few questions within it. Okay. These are quick responses, so oh boy. you got to just answer. You can't think too much. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Ebook or physical book? Physical book. Salsa on eggs? No. <laughs> Ketchup. Uh, I love salsa on eggs. Uh, baseball or football? Baseball. Soda or pop? Yes. <laughs> proper uh, I, proper I, answer is pop. Uh, <laughs> I call it pop now, but I grew up calling it soda. Uh, okay. What is one truly Midwest characteristic that you have? I'm Midwest nice. Okay. <laughs> I discovered that I say ope, and I didn't realize I did. Was that a Midwest thing? Apparently it is. And I'm like, what is this ope thing? And then I realize hmm. that when I'm trying to move around, get around somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, no, I do oh. say it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Midwest girl. Okay. Um, the library is many things to many people. It's a place to check out books and movies, a place to meet and study, a place to ask questions, a place to use technology for everyday business. What do you want to tell people who say no one goes to the library anymore? I want to tell people who say that, that First of all, I invite them to come into our library when it opens and to check out what we have to offer. Many people have the perception that libraries are a dark, musty place where we store books and maybe some DVDs and CDs, and the library has become so much more than that. Mm -hmm. Sure, we still have books and we still have CDs, but we have newer offerings in our collections. We've got video games. We've got playaways where people can have books on the go without having to worry about a CD player. Mm -hmm. We've got dynamic programming. We have a, a state-of-the-art facility that's going to be opening in a couple of months that has all sorts of lifestyle offerings for many, many different parts of our community. So I would tell those people to come on in, check out what we have, 
participate in some of the programs that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll become, uh, they'll change their, their, uh, yeah. their opinion on what the library is and what the library can become. And another thing that I'm really excited about, going back to your original question to me about the, uh, the building, mm-hmm. I'm really excited by all the available community space in our new facility. Yes. So not only do we have a kitchen, recording studio, children's area, technology area, we have lots of space for community members to gather mm-hmm. and gather information, talk to each other, have meetings, do all sorts of things, just mm-hmm. meet and greet, relax during a, a snowy day in front of the fireplace that the library is going to have. So yeah, because we're going to have a fireplace. It's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. I think all the <laughs> staff are going to be uh, gathered around the fireplace Probably. for staff meetings. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Okay, one last question. Okay. What do you want the people of Marion to know about you? What do I want the people of Marion to know about me? I want the people of Marion to know that I am someone that wants to hear what their concerns are, what their feedback is on our services and our building. I want them to know that I care very much about my new adopted community um, and that I'm in this for the long haul and that I am really putting roots down in this community, um, buying a house with my, with my other half, mm-hmm. and really committed to, to making the Marion Public Library the best library that it can be. Fantastic. That's what I'd like them to know. So I didn't ask you at the beginning yes. what your quick library background is, so why don't you let people know about that? Oh, sure. So I have a very, very peculiar background. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not been in public libraries my entire career. I started my career as an environmental engineer, um, doing environmental site cleanups, leveraging my education in geology. And after 9-11, 20 years ago, I was laid off from my job doing environmental engineering and changed careers and went back to school and became a secondary education teacher. So I sought, I sought, I taught AP environmental science and biology to high school students for a number of years. And I was really happy doing that. I'm mm-hmm. a, I feel like I'm a natural educator. I think that really comes out during my time uh, being a librarian. But um, as the fates would, would have it, I moved to Iowa from Phoenix, Arizona. And the year that I moved there, the Dubuque Public Schools had laid off over 100 teachers. And as wow. the, the positions for teaching were opening up, Dubuque Public Schools called back all the teachers they had laid off. So I had very little opportunity to land a teaching job in Dubuque. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a position opened up at the local library. And I thought, well, that sounds like some of the things that I'm interested in and some of the talents that I can offer the community. So about 11 years ago, I started working at the Carnegie Stout Public Library in Dubuque, worked my way up the the food chain Mm -hmm. as it be. Um, I've done everything from shelving books to supervising employees that help patrons pay their fines and uh, rectify their accounts. Um, I was in charge of the programmers for that library. I was in charge of the adult materials collection. I was in charge of the people that processed books. I was in charge of the librarian who did what we call acquisitions, where they checked in the books that we mm-hmm. received and paid the invoices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did that for quite a while um, and then took a, an additional above and beyond not quite the right words. I took a different leadership position in <laughs> Washington State for a brief period of time uh-huh. to, to further hone my skills and further develop my career until I came back home to Iowa. Okay, well, we're thrilled to have you here. Thank you. 
So we've got a new director and we've got a new library coming. So lots of changes in the library, but we're so excited for it. So just a few more months to go and we'll be in our new space. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Bill. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah. I just want to say thank you to Bill there taking time out of his day to uh, jump on our podcast here, especially the first episode. Yes. He already looked at us and was like, you didn't give me the questions ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Sue said, "Eh, they weren't hard questions. No, they weren't. They were, they weren't too bad. So, uh, no, we, we really enjoyed having Bill on. We hope you guys did too. Um, as a library director, your, you know, his life is insanely hectic. Um, Mm -hmm. and so even to pull an hour, 30 minutes out of his day to come on the podcast is, is asking some. And so we're really excited, um, that you guys get to kind of virtually meet him here. And I know at some point you'll meet him in person. So Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of things to be excited about. Yes. The salsa and eggs question. I, I know we were just oh, chatting people. about that. I Come on. Maybe I'm more of a hot sauce on eggs. Well, I do hot person. sauce too, but salsa on eggs is delicious. Now, Bill said ketchup. Hmm, no, I don't no. know. I don't know salsa. about that one. I maybe would do like a fresh tomato on an egg versus like. No, you just do salsa. Okay. Try it. Sue says salsa. So Seriously. if you agree or disagree. It's delicious. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So. Um, well, anyways, guys, we really hope you enjoyed, um, today's podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. um, covered a lot of topics and again, you got to know Bill a little bit more. So if you guys have any recommendations or you're interested in hearing, um, something different in the library world Mm -hmm. that we didn't cover again, reach out to us. Um, you can send us a message on Facebook. You can, um, send us an email. Um, we have our chat bot on our website. So Mm -hmm. we have so many new things, um, that have kind of happened. We got our new ILS system. We got a new website. We got the Mm -hmm. new building being built. Um, there's just so many things going on in our world. And so, um, it's just a great platform here on the podcast to talk about it. Um, we're planning on doing this every two weeks. So, um, Blaine here, uh, I still have work to do to get us on Spotify and Apple music (laughs) and all these other platforms. So you can listen to this podcast. So, Um, But again, we're ecstatic to offer it. Um, I know a lot of people um, in the community that know about it Mm -hmm. um, and staff members especially are just excited to have this uh, another marketing platform to give us exposure. Um, And realistically, through my research, there's not too many podcasts out there in the library world. You know, there's. Yeah, there's a lot of book podcasts. Yeah. But not a lot of library podcasts. But. There's so much fun to do, and it's a great way to get information out to people, and everybody loves podcasts. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, we really enjoyed today. We hope you guys did too. Um, again, the plan here is to be kind of bi-weekly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, again, if you guys have any questions, anything, uh, always reach out to us. So wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> and um, thank you guys for listening and enjoying the next chapter podcast. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Talk to you soon. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.